the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You know, you got a 96% chance, a 96% chance of losing $111,000 in Social Security benefits. That's right. That's according to new research in Bloomberg. 96% of Americans lose $111,000 in Social Security benefits because they take their benefits at the wrong time. They don't understand. And they go out and they take their Social Security at 62 when if you wait until you're you know, 66, 67, 68, you're fully vested, you get a lot more money. And if you wait a little longer than that, you get a lot more money. Learn how you can avoid this by an educational uh, seminar called Maximizing Social Security with David Lucas. It happens here in Little Rock. Two workshops this month, Tuesday the 24th, next Tuesday, and next Thursday the 26th. Registration is $20. Seats are selling fast, so you better get your seat. And uh, if you save $250,000 or more, register now by calling 501-653-6690. The workshop will reveal the little-known strategies that could help you wring every nickel out of your benefits that are rightfully yours. Call 501-653-6690. Or you can register right online at davidlucasfinancial.com. Well, let's head out to Washington, D.C. Congressman French Hill joins us here on the Dave Ellswick Show, as he does every week. Congressman, how are things in Washington, D.C. today? Nice day there? Dave, good to hear your voice. Yeah, this is like our first fall day today. It's a beautiful day and, and actually cooler. So we can hope for Little Rock. We're going to send that weather home. Hey, I, before I, there's some things I want to really talk to you about, but let me just hit you on two things real quick. One, mm-hmm. president president is really ticked off at the Fed today that they only cut a, a quarter of, uh, of a, a percent and uh, said if they would cut more, the economy would do better. Your thoughts on that? Well, the Fed, as I have uh, watched over the last month, in the last two months, they've been split on what they think the economic outlook for the U.S. is. I'd say the outlook is still strong. We still have growing employment, rising wages, higher productivity, and uh, the general view here is strong. But in Europe, in China, and other places, the economy is softening. So I thought their posture today was pretty good. They lowered rates, said they'd continue to look at it. But when you have mixed um, economic data, it's not something I think you want to overreact to one way or the other. So I thought they were cautious but appropriate in, in cutting rates. Okay. And that's, that's, that's fair enough. Did you hear Senator Bernie Sanders' latest program today that he unveiled? I miss that, but I guarantee you that uh, it's going to be free. What is it? Oh, but you're right. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, people don't know how expensive housing can get until it's free. Uh, he wants housing for all. He literally wants the government to build 7.5 million low-income homes 
Sounds like they want to go back to the Cabrini Greens of Chicago, doesn't it? Yeah, and I'm sure they're all going to be, uh, you know, he's never explained to people who benefits from that, how much it's going to cost, mm. uh, whose ox is gored. He just uh, lives in Alice in Wonderland. You go down the hole with him on these visits, and you never know what you're going to come back out of the rabbit <laughs> hole with. So I um, can't believe I read this stuff that he t- says, and people buy it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, to keep my analogy going, it's like the queen in Alice in Wonderland who, you know, says, I can believe 10 impossible things before breakfast. And this guy's an expert in that. He offers 10 impossible things daily. That's exactly right. Oh, this has just a small price tag, $2.7 trillion. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> oh, I cry, but. That yeah, do I know. Good. I mean, you know, it's it's we. I can't keep count of uh, what the takeover of the poor Democratic Party is up to. You have ninety trillion on the Green New Deal, and you have uh, two, three trillion here, and I can't keep track of all the trillions that they're going to to spend. Just think if Everett Dirksen was still alive, trillion here <laughs> and a trillion there, and pretty soon, soon we're talking about real money, right? I'm pretty sure he'd be being rolled into the heart <laughs> hospital if he were still alive. I'm I'm with you. Our guest, of course, Congressman French Hill. Hey, the Democrats, fake impeachment. You got to talk about this. Yeah, Dave, this was, uh, I thought after we got the uh, Mueller report, uh, look, the Mueller report went on for years. We spent $25 million. We had FBI. We had everybody working on it all the witnesses they wanted, and they said there was no collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians. And then the Department of Justice, upon reviewing all the case files, said there was no uh, case for federal obstruction of justice. So we we moved on. But, you know, of course, a handful of people in the Democratic Party here in the House did not move on. Mm -hmm. And uh, the kingpin of the not move on caucus is Jerry Nadler, who is the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. And is, again, living in this Alice in Wonderland world where, look, even though the American people, 59 percent of the people in a mammoth university poll say Americans are against impeachment. And NBC uh, says, Wall Street Journal says only 20 percent of Americans support Congress beginning an impeachment inquiry. Well, let's ask what Congress said. And Al Green of Houston, Texas, brought the resolution to the floor to commence of Donald Trump. And it was overwhelmingly voted down. There's no support in Congress and there's no support among the American people. And Jerry Nadler just continues this campaign. All it is is a political campaign. And it's put him at odds with Speaker Pelosi and Minority Leader Steny Hoyer, who both come out here and try to... uh, tell the press here in Washington, oh, there's no impeachment inquiry. We're not doing that. But in the meantime, one of the most important committees in Congress, the Judiciary Committee, is wrapped up in this, as you describe it, fake impeachment proceeding. Yep. Let me remind your listeners, the Judiciary Committee, which is involved in law enforcement policy and law in this country, is the key committee on what? Immigration reform. Mm Mm-hmm. So we could be having hearings on how to fix the broken immigration system, how we could fix the broken asylum system, how we could help families at the border. But nope, we're busy holding hearings that no one here is paying any attention to. I had a laugh 
at Lewandowski yesterday. He he drove them crazy yesterday, did he not? Yeah, it was. It was. You know, it's. Uh, he's got patience, and uh, I admire anyone that has uh, patience to deal with with this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's 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 really beyond the pale. Uh, what they're trying, what they do in the House now, and you know, Congressman, how do you feel about the Republicans who have decided that they're not going to run for office again? This is this is kind of putting this in a in a hole and trying to take the House back. Yeah, I do think that uh, we've had a, a spate of retirements in August. Uh, my friend Will Hurd, who I think the world of from South Texas is really the only one of those Republicans that's in a very, very competitive district. That district was won by Mrs. Clinton uh, uh, in 2016. Will's a fine guy. I wish him well at the end of this term. But the other members who've uh, elected to leave, Bill Flores down at College Station, Texas, or Jim Sensenbrenner or Sean Duffy up in Wisconsin, these are in very solid Republican districts. I think we'll uh, recruit great candidates and and win there. Uh, and I'm still uh, targeting that we can uh, take the House back in the next cycle because of the policies of this out-of-control Socialist Democratic Party in the House and the fact that the principal 10 to 20 candidates in the Democratic Party for president are not in any way speaking to independent voters or swing voters or centrist Americans, where most Americans find themselves. Isn't it out on the fringe trying to out Bernie Bernie? And you can't outdo Bernie. No, no. I mean, Elizabeth Warren's going to try. She's she's I'm giving her a letter grade of A for all the papers she publishes on outdoing Bernie. So she's working hard. Uh, But this is not where the American people are in our country. Well, the the policies that the Democrats are pushing from climate change to immigration to everything else, they're all underwater with the average American, anywhere from two to 20 points. Why do you think you can win a White House running that kind of a of a campaign for a national party? I don't understand it. I do. I do invite people to study that. So Nancy Pelosi has been Speaker of the House now for going on nine months. She has nothing to show for it. She's simply uh, not sent proposals in any bipartisan shape or form that can pass the Senate and be enacted into law with a presidential signature. She has, for nine months, for the most part, uh, 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 catered to this far-left wing in the House Democratic Conference and offered policies that will go nowhere. And this is – she does not control her conference – and I used the previous conversation we had on Jerry Nadler as a prime example. Yeah. Uh, so she's against the procedures, and yet he just goes right on down uh, his business. What she needs to do if she wants to help the country is have the Judiciary Committee work on a bipartisan immigration fix that we can support and get USMCA approved so that yep. we can have – certainty about this economy with Mexico and Canada, who are our largest trading partners and who are so important to our businesses and our farmers in Arkansas. I got you. All right. We got to take a break, Congressman. When we come, Congressman French Hill is our guest as he is on each uh, Wednesday program of the Dave Ellswick Show. When we come back, 
Let's talk about this attack on Saudi Arabia's oil infrastructure. That's an important topic. It involves Iran. The president says he's going to tighten up uh, restrictions on them some more. Let's talk about that when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with uh, Congressman French Hill. He's in Washington, D.C. They are back in session there. And uh, he's, in, uh, of course, coming and joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show on Wednesday, like he always does. Congressman, uh, terrible attack in Saudi Arabia on a huge oil uh, refinery there. World's second largest producer of oil. Uh, some people like uh, Paul have said that America should stay out of that. I got to say, if somebody's attacking the world's oil supply, it becomes of national interest for us to be involved in it. How do you see it? Well, this is uh, was a shock. It was a major attack. Uh, when you think about taking 5 million barrels a day offline, that's 50% of Saudi production. So in our lifetimes, that would have been an economic catastrophe. Uh, but fortunately, <clears throat> due to the policies of the United States, to lift our ban on crude oil to invest in our innovation and technology and horizontal drilling and fraction uh, fracture uh, technology. Uh, America now is the largest producer of uh, oil and gas in the world. And what a blessing that is. This is one of those things we just take for granted in the United States. It just happens underneath our noses. Uh, and it has been such a blessing to the world because if we had not been in that position, and you had a Venezuela mm-hmm. offline because of the catastrophic uh, management chaos there. Uh, Iran offline due to sanctions. And then someone took 50% of oil off the market. We would have had a, an immediate recession and a shock to our system. So, number one, it's good that America has the energy policies that we have, which is an all-the-above energy that puts a premium on technology. Uh, look. The United States believes strongly that uh, Iran was behind uh, this attack. We were uh, at our planning meeting on uh, Saturday, and we listened to Secretary Pompeo talk at length about the risks in the Middle East and also in uh, uh, the Asia-Pacific challenges. And Iran is at the heart of this. They've been very strategic at trying to press uh, both the Gulf countries like Saudi Arabia and Europe to help back down the Americans who want a different Iranian nuclear deal. I think they're going to fail in that effort. Uh, So I was pleased to see the president announce that we're going to ratchet up uh, sanctions on Iranians. Not the Iranian people, but the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, Soleimani personally, uh, and some of the bad actors that are planning and carrying out these attacks. Yeah, How do you feel, though, about some of your associates in the House and in the Senate that are saying, oh, we got to have hands off on this because this isn't our fight? Like I said, this is uh, something that affects the whole global economy. How is that not, you know, in our national interest to make sure things keep running smoothly? I know that there is a head in sand caucus about the realism and threats we face in the world. I've got that. I think uh, Senator Paul is a 
a leading uh, proponent of that point of view. But look, American business, 50% of the S&P 500 revenues, 50% of our Standard & Poor's 500 largest American publicly traded businesses come from earnings from abroad. That's why we did our tax reform system. And American business across the board are leading international companies. So to say, oh, we don't care what happens to the Saudi Arabian order, uh, oil production, that impacts prices, trade, and industrial production in the whole world, which in fact does impact Americans, not only our exports and our trading capacity, but our day-to-day uh, international companies. So I think it's a very naive view. With that said, should we work carefully with our allies on how to uh, deal with challenges around the world? And I believe that strongly. Of course. I don't think, I don't think the U.S. go it alone in, in various – and I feel that way, as you know, as we've talked about trade over the last few months. But here we have allies in the region. And we are united with Europe behind the scenes and with the Gulf state partners uh, to rein in, uh, and certainly our ally Israel, to rein in the behavior of the Iranians, get them back to the negotiating table. That's, I know this is a lot of noise, but the mission is to get them back to the negotiating table, talk about ballistic missiles, talk about export of terrorism, and talk about restricting their nuclear uh, activities to civilian electricity and power production. All right, we're about down to four minutes. Let me ask you to tell us about uh, the uh, Overpayment Accountability Act. You've been working with New Jersey Congressman Andy Kim on that. Yeah, this is a uh, a new – Andy Kim's a new member of Congress from uh, New Jersey. I thought this was an excellent idea to work on together. We both value our relationship with our veterans. You know, sometimes – Due to errors at the VA, I know you're shocked to hear that there are errors at the VA, but occasionally the government makes a mistake. (laughs) And when that mistake affects the credit of one of our great veterans, I think the VA should be uh, responsible for correcting that and holding the veteran harmless and fixing their IT systems. So this this bill, the uh, VA Overpayment Accountability Act, is to correct those errors, uh, reimburse veterans, make sure they're not having their credit hurt by a mistake at the VA, and helping the VA make sure that they update their outdated uh, IT and communication systems. This is great. Good good work, Congressman. This is good work. Uh, I mean, how long does it take for something like this to really see the light of day and have effect with, with veterans? You know, what's what's great in the four and a half years I've been here now, almost five years, I am so proud of the strong bipartisan approach to finding solutions to accountability at the VA, because uh, it has been a, a challenge in so many ways. And yet we know the quality of lots of good VA employees, lots of veterans work at the VA themselves. But I had Mark DeCano, who's a very uh, progressive, liberal member of Congress from California, uh, in Little Rock last week to meet with uh, Dr. Margie Scott, meet veterans, uh, and I really appreciate him coming. And he shares that bipartisan support of fixing veterans' accountability, even if he's a pretty progressive liberal member of the Democratic House. And I'm proud he came to Little Rock to help focus on how do we run a better, more accountable VA and how do we get the service we need to, to uh, our vets. So it's a, I'm, I'm pleased to work with anybody in both parties if they're for accountability and for service to our veterans. 
All right, uh, I'll get let's let's you and I agree that we can get behind uh, West Virginia Senator Manchin, who told O'Rourke uh, today, "Come and take, try to take my guns from me." Yeah, this is. <laughs> I tell you, uh, Beto is out there, and again, I'm going to have to come up with a new analogy. I don't even think he fits in Alice's Wonderland. I think he's yeah. in a special place. I'm going to have to work on that when when we talk next time. All right, we will do so. Congressman uh, French Hill, thanks for the time. We appreciate you, and we appreciate the great work you're doing for the state of Arkansas and our great country. God bless. See you soon, Dave. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. Congressman French Hill is doing great, great work up there in Washington, D.C. All right. we got news coming your way. Then when we come back, Joe is going to be here from bumper to bumper. And Did I hear that Jerry was coming today? That's what I heard. I better lock the door. All right, we got more coming your way after the news here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 